0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top-rated sports book. America, I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. Go ahead and ask me. I do. It is easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for big butters. Mike, yeah. do you love using the DraftKings Sportsbook? Glad you asked. I sure do. <laughs> that, you know what I love the most There's plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action you could ever dream of. You know, my friends and family and neighbors, howdy neighbor, don't forget to go on your DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight. Well, he sure did. Uh, yeah. They've oh. been loving DraftKings Sportsbook and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $1 times $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team still in contention. But a dollar and if that team wins you get $100 in site credits. Uh, can I say all in on the Suns. The Lakers are done. They don't care anymore. Uh, Anthony Davis is down. Throw that money in Phoenix, baby. Woo! All right, woo. Matt. Don't forget,
0: go. DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, woo, burpees, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on a basketball team of your choice. Mike, who's that?
1: Phoenix Suns, baby.
0: Woo! To win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DHPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site. Credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 with Hey everybody, welcome to episode 52, season 2 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings now have a home. I think today we're going to be focused on those impassioned pleas, uh, because we've got uh, two items uh, that we want to take a peek at. Uh, One was a previously recorded uh, conversation with uh, my brother and I, so yes, we're going to do the intro of the show just myself, but uh, Mike and I are going to go into um, maybe, maybe a debate. Uh, we do agree a lot, but when should the Red Wings make a big splash? And, you know, was, was it something, too, that if we had landed better than the number six spot in this draft, would, would that have put us in the realm of, of maybe moving up that big splash? Um, and, of course, what what does it take uh, for a team to, to really look like they're playoff-worthy, championship-worthy? And despite the Leafs going out early... I mean, there's some comparisons there, comparisons to what the Lightning have built, and how long is it going to take for the Red Wings to build a team in that in that direction? How many guys, if if we're talking specific amount of forwards, uh, should the Red Wings have in place before they make a big splash? Restricted free agent Elias Pettersson on the market. Do the Red Wings go that route? Sacrifice first round picks for four years? Uh, to pick a guy like that up. Is is he worth it? And um, on top of that, when is the timing right? So we're going to go over that in just a minute. Uh, but as we all know, Matt's uh, working out the schedule as best he can, uh, especially now. Mike uh, actually had a bit of a, a vacation there. So um, again, previously recorded conversation will be at the tail end here. But uh, like I've been doing the last little bit, giving you a little uh, scoop of maybe... Draft hype, uh, roster hype, and like I said, I, I'm going to be going in the direction of impassioned pleas uh, today instead of tirades because uh, we're going to take a look at what would be the situation that the Red Wings would trade back. Who, who's the who's the cat that uh, you'd kind of hope would be available, and it's going to fall back on on the draft lists or the the, the draft boards here. And I'm looking at a guy um, on elite prospects uh, as I always recommend taking a look at the consolidated rankings as well as uh, McKenzie's rankings kind of go hand in hand together. um, If you want to see where, where everybody's really standing, Uh, you focus on McKenzie uh, because he seems for one way or another (laughs) seems to line up with uh, exactly what the draft order is going to be. I don't necessarily think it's just you know his opinion. A lot of that is based on he actually speaks to the GMs and gets that opportunity. So, uh, and maybe not just GMs, but people associated with the GMs. He he gets uh, he gets pretty good access. So uh, that that's where his list comes from. Uh, but then, what's figured into the elite prospects consolidated list is that list and so many others' uh, opinions in regards to where are you going to find the most skill, and uh, you know from a position standpoint, are you going to find uh, the best value. So, of course, maybe there's a more talented guy on the list here. But, um, hey, if you have one of the best goaltenders, and goaltenders are hard to come by, uh, you put them a little bit higher on the list. Kind of thing I'm talking about here with value over just plain old skill. Um, I, uh, I thought we'd take a look at one guy that I... Uh, I guess I've recently become a huge fan of would probably be the best way to put it. And, uh, we're going to look at Scott Wheeler, who's a friend of the show, been on the show before. Um, also, uh, just like myself, uh, celebrated a new one, uh, coming to the world. So, uh, we actually, uh, <laughs> I feel for his situation because, uh, I think I've shared, uh, some issues, uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, let's say my wife and I haven't, it hasn't exactly been the most easy transition uh, with a new baby, uh, considering we're fixing up the house. And it sounded like uh, Scott shared on social media, he had almost the exact same thing happen. So um, yeah, it was, it was something uh, where I, it, most often you get to speak to people and you hear about uh, situations they're in and uh, you, you struggle because I think we all learned, like, you want to say, oh, I feel you, man. But most of the time you can't. Um, it's just funny that Scott and I appeared to be in the, in the exact same situation. So we shared some advice. Um, and he's, he's a cool guy to catch up with, but, uh, getting back to chance Lucius here and, um, where you could find the Scott Wheeler article, of course, on the athletic. Uh, But Chaz is valued at, if I can pull this up here real quick while I'm talking, uh, and I shouldn't say valued. Uh, Of course, that's just probably me being distracted by the fact that I need to share this in real time. There it is. Um, His ranking, more accurately, uh, would be number 13. Um, He is coming from the USDP, and uh, the easy stuff here is just to take in 13 games and 20 points. Uh, Now, As always, we're not going to have the same sort of analytics to go over every player here that's coming through on the draft. Uh, So this is where the Scott Wheeler articles really come into play to kind of give you um, more in-depth, human touch to everything. But if you want to play, we'll we'll hit hold, we'll hit pause on that for just a second here. Uh, Because what you would notice first is that in these 13 games for Chaz Lucius playing for the U.S. National U18 team, It's 13 games. That's 20 points. 20 of those points are 13 goals. And um, it's just something once you start looking at the stats and then playing the um, playing the what's the narrative behind it, getting the the former coaches opinions um, and then, of course, seeing what Scott Wheeler has seen, you start to go, oh, that's why there's so many goals on there. So it, it is something too. like, you see these kids, uh, on the prospect list. One of the things that you, you want to keep an eye out for that's easy to do is you look for your total points. Um, clearly even a point of game for these kids isn't necessarily going to translate. Uh, it shouldn't, I, I should say. And then, um, you know, they're, they're, you, you need to see like something above and beyond, I think is, is what we're saying with, uh. Two points per game is where you really slotting yourself is like, all right, I'm a top ten guy. Um, like we just mentioned, twenty points in thirteen games, Jazz is right there. But that goal per game, <laughs> instead, that is juicy. Um, that is something too where you see the more goals than assists. Even his teammates and his coach have seen. All right, this cat needs to be put in position to score, uh, and because he's going to put him up now. If you go through uh, Elite Prospects here and um, those consolidated rankings, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll click on Chaz here. Uh, hopefully this doesn't take too long to load up as, uh, as we're working in real time. Look at that beautiful USA jersey on there. 18-year-old uh, uh, from Minnesota. We've got a six-foot center. That's right. Not under six feet. That's that's fun to see. 172 pounds. He's, uh, you know, he's got some, uh, I guess he's got a little more room for some weight, some muscle to be put on those bones. Um, I know I'm well over 172 pounds, but anyway, uh, if we scroll down here, this is, this is also a fun little ditty here. It's a skill rating. Um, the one thing I would have expected to see was a higher number on the skill rating here for shooting accuracy because we've seen things with like Lucas Raymond. He's up in the 16s and 18s for all of these statistics, especially around speed, teamwork, passing, and shooting. So here we are uh, shooting accuracy of 14, teamwork of 14. Uh, a lot of these don't really need to mean too much to you, but they're solid numbers. Uh, there's been guys that Red Wings have drafted in the past, especially in the later rounds. Uh, one, there won't even be a skill rating, uh, but two numbers are much lower than this uh, around the tens and things like that. So this is something where this is, this is a solid pickup, but if you want to take that extra step forward, you want to go another step deeper into who Chaz Lucius is. And, uh, again, I'm bringing him up because this is, this is that idea is the way I want to talk about this. Is is there anybody in the later picks mid? The late round and this this cat he could go early based on what we're seeing here and and some of the stories going around especially with scott wheeler's article coming out are, are things going to start to change is that actually manipulating the thought process for some of these teams absolutely could. um you know so he he, he could go up but it, it's it's maybe twofold here that if we took him at six i'm not going to be upset six foot center who can shoot sign me up uh, but the other side of this thing is, is if we're going to trade back, and get some more picks as Eisman keeps saying, he's he wants to build this entire team through the draft, that's how you're going to do it. So let's line this up. I mean, this is, this is it. This is the line I wanted to focus on in Scott Wheeler's article and he shared it himself too on Twitter. This is Billy Hagan, coach from Minnesota worked with Lucius since he was 10 years old. Again, thanks again, Scott Wheeler for putting this all together. Uh, but this is the line of the century uh from billy hengen i think he's god's gift to the earth no bullshit no coach speak his mindset is on another planet he's not human i've never seen it he is the tom brady of 17 year olds hengen said as a coach you're like whoa maybe i should be doing what he's doing and um i mean this this is it right like you're looking for a center you're looking for um hockey smarts and maturity and Damn it, all the hell, if that's not what Hengen's getting at here, uh, I, I don't know what else he could be talking about. Uh, there was no feeling bad for himself, Hengen goes on. It was just, all right, this is what I can control. I'm going to make the best out of my time, and I'm going to make sure that I come back even stronger uh, than when I went out. Uh, and the way he approached it is going to really benefit him long-term as well. So again, go back to the maturity uh, definitely sounds like a kid who's ready to learn uh, and will accept. Uh, you, you want to throw in humble? God damn. Uh, talk about a guy who is doing fantastically for the U.S. national team uh, with the 13 goals in 13 games. And his coaches can turn around and say, we give him advice. He turns around and says, all right, looks like I got something to fix. Instead of going, man, I'm going to be a top 20 draft pick in the NHL draft. Shut the fuck up. So all that's avoided. Uh, but yeah, I, I do highly recommend you guys take a peek at Chaz Lucius. Um, this cat, like I said, we just showed you like uh, the skill ratings, or I guess they're still up there. Um, not anything that's, that's blowing my socks off, but the story behind this, uh, the fact that he is putting in goals, he's sizable. Uh, I'm a fan. I, I think this is, if we're ranking guys or I'm putting like a, I got to put a stamp on here of what he means to me. This is a guy I'll trade back. And I guess you're crossing your fingers. So you want to have more than just Chaz here, but hopefully we can turn this into a series. But um, trade back, get some extra draft picks, pick him up, let somebody else take the sixth spot because uh, like we've talked before, the margins look to be razor thin uh, depending on, you know, once you get past probably the fourth pick. So the Red Wings are outside of that realm. Uh, You could probably even include the third third and fourth pick in there, razor thin margins are going to mean we don't know really where anybody, you know, where this, where this draft is going to fall. Uh, go back, go back to answer on getting absolutely launched by Steve Iserman, uh to see uh, just, just where Steve Eiserman thinks uh, these rankings are going to fall or where the draft picks are going to fall. Uh, but yeah, check, uh, check out the last episode where we kind of, sorry, Anzer, uh, we had to make fun of you, but uh <laughs> that's where. That's where we're sitting with that one. So long story short here. Um, very interesting with Chaz, um, somebody that, you know, I think the narrative is more fun right now to pick apart than what, uh, those skill ratings again, look like on elite prospects. But, uh, if we're trying to figure out what we're going to do here, uh, start the conversation with Chaz a lot of people are higher on him than they were I, even a month ago and uh you know the goal totals are there that's real that's something tangible uh maybe we got to figure out if there's more opportunities given to him than other guys and that's why those goal totals are so high but by the sound of things this is this is for real this is the real deal based on what his coaches are saying great salt. you ready for it you got to take your healthy dose great salt, right um what coach is really going to rail on his guys uh, as he's going into the NHL draft none of them but this sounds genuine this sounds like a guy who doesn't need like he could improvise this real deal answer and I, i'm i'm a fan of it it's not the he skates well he's got the hockey smarts he's beyond his years oh this guy's throwing expletives in there so clearly he means it <laughs> anyways uh, we do have the conversation. Mike and I are about to jump into. Um, again, this is previously recorded from our last live session. You guys can check out our live sessions on YouTube. Please feel free to subscribe. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And um, we're just going to discuss like when do you make those big splashes? And uh, we're going to put some numbers down for how many forwards we want to see before a big splash is made in the in the uh, realm of the free agent market, whether it be restricted or unrestricted. So. Strap
1: in, enjoy. You can get you can get kind of easily discouraged, you know, by the way the, the the lottery falls, and it doesn't feel like, for whatever reason, the Red Wings. It's not in the NHL's interest for them to get a draft pick, so I'm um, I'm looking at other business models, right? Eiserman's model it seems to be working, right? We're kind of chugging along. Probably going to be about four or five years of this toiling, you know. Bottom feeding for a while, just accumulating picks, and then getting all these, you know, number sixes for the next ten years, and then kind of moving your way up. It brings me to a question, Matt: something that uh, a phenomenon that's going on in the NBA where uh, teams are just giving up on quote future assets, and they're not giving up one one pick or two picks for for stars; they're giving up three, four, five picks. Matt, for players like, uh, players you've even heard of, uh, like James Harden, (laughs) Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Matt, even a guy like Drew Holiday, who I tell you what, um, we talked about like Nick Jensen, uh, defenseman who, you know, he's not on the sexy stat sheet at all. He's an analytics guy. That's Drew Holiday. Uh, just a fantastic defensive player. Um, but he also, uh, was his, his value was multiple first round picks. Matt, obviously hockey is a different animal due to the size of the roster. Um, And obviously even the best players, best case scenario, are playing 33% of the game. So 66% of the game, not even on the ice. Um, But we know one line can have a major impact. So Matt, tonight being another example where, again, you you can't count on winning the lottery. And it's okay, maybe this year wasn't, you know, the, the Stutzler year. <clears throat> but when do you consider cutting your losses on drafting number six again and again, and you pursue that known superstar commodity? Um, I'm talking about your boy. Uh, is it—is it Peterson out in Vancouver? Restricted oh, free agent? Yeah, Elias Patterson. Uh, Line A, he's going to be yeah. a restricted free agent. We got uh, Andre Svechnikov. It's just a couple of names, and it's not anything new. Every year there's a couple guys like this. Matt, when would you think about going all in in an NBA style move? Um, not
0: not for Line A. I think I think that's something.
1: I, he's a know... he's a more well known name. I'd say the other two guys are you know more attractive acquisitions. But yeah, I think
0: it definitely depends on how many different opportunities you have um, at once. Like we, we talked about and we uh, workshopped a situation where we were uh, getting a good draft pick this year um, and then picking up uh, picking up Patterson as a restricted free agent and dropping our next four first round picks. Um, and, you, you know, you're really overpaying Patterson at that point because you want to get him out, outside of Vancouver's range. And then you've got to lock up. You have to lock up Dougie Hamilton. Because you don't want to start wasting years of Pedersen, and then you, at that point, you've seen enough of Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider that you think, in if it's not this year, the next year you're going to be able to roll a couple of lines, right? So if you, what what stinks is that I'm basically painting the picture that you want to you want to get set up to be competitive with the Toronto Maple Leafs with their two their two top lines. Like that's that's when you're really unloading the cash. Like think about John Tavares for the Maple Leafs. And I'm I'm picking the Maple Leafs because they lost, but you know what? That like if you were playing team, in the video
1: game, that's how you'd build your yeah, build right. your team. No,
0: you pick the Maple Leafs, right? If you wanted to win in the video game, you pick the Maple Leafs. They just clearly don't know what they're doing with the bottom six, which if you looked at the Red Wings roster, we have um, 12 guys that could fit in the bottom six. No
1: problem.
0: <laughs> um, I kid, I, I just, but, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think the trust in, in what, in the track record that Iserman has, that uh, we, we, we know what he, he, uh, he'd get us for a bottom six because we, we could see it in the Tampa Bay lightning, at least some of the pieces that are still sticking around. So I, th- I think, at, I think those pieces are, are super replaceable so you don't need to focus on that at all it's all about what you could put together at one time for the top six and like in our last episode i i talked about uh jonathan Berggren, right and i i painted a picture where he was going to be playing with uh joe valeno and adam ernie and this was basically me saying Bergeron's a playmaker along with Joe Valeno, who's got an incredible, who's shown incredible <clears throat> skill already from a two-way perspective, even at his age, his experience level, and a center. Um, and then you throw in, you know, Adam, retire 73, Ernie, who can't be stopped, you know, just keep throwing out the nicknames. Uh, like, like that's, that's something to me I was putting together because I saw opportunities for first line, where I, I, I'm not sure the center may, or I'm sorry, it could be a second line, but uh, you know, a first line mix of uh, Zadina and uh, Jakob Verana. And, and we saw Fabry had some success. You could throw him in there or you could throw in Larkin. And then you're just mixing in something with some, uh, for who's, who's ever left over. You've got Bertuzzi um, and maybe you bring in another guy that could fill out that line. And they're, they're right there, I guess. That, that's where it is, is you have Elias Pedersen, and then you're hoping Lucas Raymond can, can round out that second line. And then, boom, right underneath that, you have a guy like Jonathan Bergeron, who showed a ton of promise in the SHL. You're throwing him on the third line. So... I think what you want is a year before you made an Elias Pettersson move. You wanted a year to see what Bergeron could do, so that you could fill out this roster where you, you were putting Bergeron on the third line. You don't want to, you don't want to put him in this position where if he starts showing promise in this season, you're like, well, what is he doing on the third line? He's clearly a, 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 one of our best players. Put him on the first line. Like I, I'm saying. I'm saying you want to have an unquestioned first line kind of situation, unquestioned top six situation before you're making those moves. And when I say that, I think maybe I want four four or five of those top six uh, before you start going all in on that because they're not – they should not be your first piece when you're going in on on that. And
1: yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's the ideal situation. I think that's uh, that's an ideal situation. The tough part is, uh, like right now, Red Wing draft picks are at a premium because you know that there's still a toilet team. You're going to get good value for it. So for Iserman, it's kind of like he's got to juggle. Where do I find that right. line where, where I know we're a couple players away, and suddenly these draft picks are just going to be trash because they're going to be you know at the end of the first round instead of you know potentially the first, second, or third pick. And um,
0: I I think. I think with that, get getting those four out of your your top six too. Like a lot of that is going to be taking a chance. Like I, I'm putting, I, I'm saying like that, that situation for Steve Eiserman is him saying, I think Lucas Raymond can fill out this top six. I think if if you're playing too slow of a game, then you're going to miss opportunities. You know, I the argument I'm making is is that we end up this season we pass on the Pedersen opportunity, right? Um, but for going forward, if we get to see Lucas a little bit more, um, or it doesn't have to be Lucas Raymond, that's the thing I'm putting that name out there. I'm just saying, if there is a guy who's showing some promise, I think once you put in that superstar, you're hoping, uh, that you're going to move forward with somebody else. And if you just keep waiting to see the promise before you start putting in, you know, clicking in the right pieces, That's, that's when this timeline is going to get all mixed up and you're going to have guys that are getting paid at different times. And eventually this roster is just going to become a mess where I think if you're playing 3d chess, you've, you've got to trust, you've got to trust that your scouts did the right thing. You've got to trust that what you're seeing growth wise from cider and Raymond is the real thing. There's gotta be something you're looking for that you can put your finger on and say this, this is legit, or it's maybe not legit or worth taking a chance on. And then you go ahead and do the big splash. Then, then you bring over what you need to bring over to make it playoff contending, playoff contending team. And of course, as we've seen Steve Eisman do, hes I mean, he had a playoff contender for years in Tampa. And uh, that's when he was uh, sort of tweaking, you know, getting rid of some star players, getting rid of, uh, you know, you talk about the middle six guys. So guys that... Um, are going to be a great fit for almost any team, but Eiserman's moving those guys, moving his top four defensemen and slotting in, you know, what ended up being the Stanley cup champion last year that his name doesn't get to be a part of, but clearly he, he <laughs> made a huge difference then. But I think, I think that's, that's kind of how you want to get this all to shake out. Um, and as you move forward, guys are going to start to come out as like, all right, this, this is, um, I don't know how I want to put this. This is, this is my superstar for the long haul. These are the guys that are getting my Nikita Kucherov contracts. Uh, and and you want to be in those situations where it's, it, it doesn't hurt you at all. You're not worried about the contract that, you know, the next season, you don't want to do anything silly like Bobrovsky down in Florida. It's all it's and that's things I think uh, anybody that's listening, we all know we can trust Iserman not to make those silly decisions. Uh, but. Yeah, a lot, what, um, 18-minute answer short, um, <laughs> look for, look for four of your top six, uh, forwards, uh, before you start making huge splashes.
1: I thought you were just going to say the word patience, but, uh, here we are. Uh, Matt, did you have any, uh, I know, well, again, this is just ping pong balls, and, you know, we don't know, uh, really how this is going to. Pan out. But uh, did you have any other points for tonight's show?
0: I mean, just to put out uh, another point for patience, if I had to say how many guys we have right now that we can, you know, with ink write in for, you know, one of our four guys of the top six that I'm looking for before we make a big splash, I'm probably only ready to write in one name right now. And he's only been on the team for like 13 (laughs) games. And even then, I think I'm going to have erasable ink, like because he could be gone at any moment. I, I still think there's a trade piece there, but it's Jakob Vrana. Like he's the only guy I feel really good about <laughs> slotting into that top six of the four guys I'm looking for. Um, I mean, you could make the argument. Based it's going to be weird that
1: for Larkin. He, uh, but he might play zero games with Bertuzzi. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I, I could see one of those guys getting moved, um, and they never actually get to lace them up together. I I'll go back
0: to what we, we ranked those guys and their potential for coming back. I, I still think there's a lot of potential for Tuesday coming back. I I'm
1: I not know. against it. I just you know, kind of feels like one of those guys they might give a you know, a reset oh, to like did, Manta. I,
0: did I say Verana? Did I screw up?
1: Oh, I thought you'd said Verana. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I, I think, you, yeah, I think North was moto pretty, was, green. I think
1: he was a green. Yeah. Okay. With
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Jakob Kindle. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we, we, have, we, I think I could split this into the two episodes for the podcast at least. Right. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's sail off. I think I'll, I'll save, uh, we've got plenty of time before the draft, so we can, we can go through, uh, the likes of, uh, Luke Hughes, William Eklund, we can take a deeper dive, Simon Edmondson. Uh, Kent Johnson, the guys that I think Dylan Gunther, the guys that I think will be available uh, in that spot. And of course, um, I think we've already made a play at uh, Dylan Gunther. We've already had an episode that revolved around us taking him. Um, but the more that I we have talk a about him, stuck
1: with Eklund. I wouldn't say stuck. I know, but he's the only guy under six foot. It's going to happen. I know it. If you look at the top ten prospects, they're all like six, one, and above. I know we're gonna get that, Clint. Uh, I want Steve be sit- be I want Steve
0: here right now, so he can go. Oh yeah, well, who's who's, who's the first Five. Who, who I just want to see him rocking
1: around in his, his rocking chair over there. That's what I want.
0: You give him. You give him your 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 pick. I, I want Dylan Guther.
1: Hmm. hmm. Interesting.
0: Interesting. What, what, what else you he he got? got? <laughs> hey.
1: Man, uh, North Moto throw a dirty Burt is coming back.
0: All right, I got yeah. Drapes back here. He knows he drafted his
1: son. He knows. Yeah, hold what's me up. back. Hold He's me back, Drapes. Scouting director. Hold all me right. back. We got uh, North Moto. By the way, it did say Dirty <laughs> Burt coming back. Again, right. not a, not against it. I could just this, you know, kind of smells like one of those. Uh, let's do a reset for this guy.
0: That's I- all. I like, I feel like he's going to be that guy if we are a playoff contender. And I think I was sold on this idea from our, uh, our blogger, Jesse, but he seems like the guy that uh, would be our huge playoff performer, Bert. Like he, he'd he'd get in there and, and be the, you know, the four goals in the first round to get us through. And then he'd, you know, we, we, as a team come together and get through that second round. And then we get to the conference finals and Bert's got to come through again. And, we're all – you know, we're going we're, – we're, we're one way away from Burt. the Stanley Cup, and everybody's going, well, you know, uh, Shane Wright's going to win the MVP, which probably be Tyler like that. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm really painting a pretty picture uh, yeah. for our future. But um, – Hey, somebody's got to do it. All right, everybody, we're going to sign off. I'm going to see if I can split this into two episodes. Uh, and then, uh, hey, uh, big announcement. Uh, I do. I will be interviewing with um, – interviewing with. I'll be having a conversation with Ken Cal next week uh, because Ooh. we're going to be doing a series with the Hockey Podcast Network about uh, by the decade, even though I'm cheating a little bit, on uh, dynasties in the NHL so of course uh, we'll be talking Ooh. late 90s early 2000s with the Red Wings
1: and no, uh, we're just part of a die nasty <laughs> we're a shady a great way to end the show yeah, alright no everybody problem.
0: check out uh, BODpodcast.com brothersdiscussion.com support the show by clicking the shop button on the home page Find us uh, on Twitter at hockey on Instagram, brothers, under, brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And if you are watching us on YouTube, we would greatly appreciate the uh, subscribe. And for everyone that's watched these last couple of weeks, well, I've just been throwing together ideas and talking at myself for seven minutes. Thank you so much for subscribing and uh, following along. It, it was fun and terrifying and uh, I enjoyed it and I hope you guys enjoyed uh, us getting back into the grind. All right, everybody. Yep. Thank
1: you. Who's that? You riding a horse? Get the Hey, you drive a sedan. Get out of here. Alright, let's go.